And again, let's, <clears throat> let's make sure that we look at our uh, scripture that we're using for the year as our opening verses of scripture for the background, the theme of this year. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. Okay, so let's put that up there so that we can have people to always be reminded of this. Again, it's not that you don't have faith. It's just that we want to teach you how to use or yeah, how to use what it is that you already have. So first John five four said, What whatever is born of God overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcome the world. It is what? Our faith. And so you already produce, you already have faith. Amen. And so it's not your faith, it's Jesus' faith. So let's look at another opening scripture that we've been using all year long. Let's look at Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20, which says, I am crucified, or I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live In the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So therefore, when it says, I am crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. What is it simply saying? It is simply saying to you, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so that new creation is what we're speaking of, is what we're saying that it's no longer I live. Why? Because it's the life that I've chosen. I've been born again. I've died, spiritually speaking, of the life that had me bound for hell, that had me bound to sin, had me enslaved to sin with a weight that couldn't get out on my own. But now that I become a born-again believer, you as a born-again believer, we are free from sin. Amen? And so here, as we look here at 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, let's look at one. We'll look at two more verses of Scripture, and then we'll jump into the lesson, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and then we'll look at Hebrews 11, 6. <clears throat> it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, <clears throat> beware in Christ, he or she is a new creature. And old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And, you know, uh, in our spirit, that is so. Even in your soul, things are becoming new. Amen. Why? Because the more you start thinking, hearing the word of God, hearing the word of God, hearing the word of God, notice what it's doing. Understanding is coming. Light is coming so that all Behold, all things are become new. They are new in my spirit already, but they are not new in my soul. So in my soulless man, I need it to be new because that is the ground of my heart. My heart must be receptive to the truth of my new nature that's born of God if, it, if it's going to produce the fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, the gift of faith, the work of the miracles, and the list goes on. But just being born again in my spirit is a seed bed. The seed, all seed, like the word, all seed has to be planted. 
If the seed it doesn't have ground to reproduce itself, then the seed itself alone is, notice it, it doesn't serve the purpose. It has the potential, but because it doesn't have ground, it doesn't have yeah, the uh, germination so that it can bring forth because what is on the ground is bringing forth the beauty of what's rising from it. Well, the ground of my heart is bringing forth the love of God, which I've been born again of. Can y'all see that? So that love that's in us, it has to germinate in our soul, in our mind, in our will, in our emotion. And people can see the difference between us and them. That they can see Christ in us. It is the hope of glory, okay? One more other verse of scripture. Let's look at here at Hebrews chapter 11 and look at verse 6, Hebrews 11. And then after this, we'll jump into the lesson. It says, but without faith, everybody say without faith. It is what? It's impossible to do what? To please God. Can you see that? But without faith, it is impossible. It didn't say, it didn't say without faith, you know, uh, it's still possible. It said, but without faith, it is what? Impossible. So that's why faith is the only currency whereby we receive all of God's spiritual commodity that grace have made provision for. So it's not my faith. It's not my victory. It's not my grace. It's not my, uh, uh, my redemption. It's his. So what are we doing? We are partakers of it. Okay? You ready to start the lesson tonight? So now let's go to 2 Peter, uh, Casey, chapter 2 Peter 1. 1. Now what are we talking about? Faith in our redemption. Faith in our redemption. And what am I doing? I'm talking to you about the fundamental truth the foundational truths that all of us should have that grounds us so that we ourselves will no longer need to be taught these things again, but that we will become teachers ourselves. Amen? And so notice this. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. So he said, to them that have like, that have what? Pre have obtained like precious faith with us. How? Through the righteousness of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we too, notice this. He said, Simon Peter, number one, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. That's who he is. To them that have obtained, Peter's writing this, to those of us who have received the same like precious faith. Hallelujah. That put us, that put us in good standing with good people. Amen. So we're in good standing with, with Simon Peter. He said, to them, meaning us, that have obtained like Precious faith. See, obtain. It's not something you did to earn it. Obtain. Obtain. That means a way was made for you to have this faith. The same faith that I have, Peter said. 
The same faith that I used to to raise darkness from the dead. The same faith when the angels brought me through three quarantines of of prisoners and brought me out and sent me out the way to preach the gospel. The same faith that Peter stood up and said, whereby men and women, there is no other name whereby given to men that men should be saved. That's the same faith. Hallelujah. That same faith, Ray, that heals Peter's mother-in-law. He probably got upset about that one, but you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy, I tell you what. So, <laughs> so notice this. So he said, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through what? The righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. So now it's telling us how we receive this right. This, this precious faith. How? Through the righteousness of God. That means it was a gift. The righteousness of God. That means it was, notice it, it was God's plan of redemption for you and I. That made us righteous. Is that right? Notice this. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now watch this. Let's go over here to 2 Peter. I mean, not 2 Peter. Let's go over here, Casey, to Romans chapter 4 and look at verse 25. Keep in mind what we talked about this righteousness. He said, who was delivered up for our offense, our offenses, and was raised again to our justification. Remember what we just read over there in 2 Peter 1? That, hey, we obtain like precious faith with, <coughs> excuse me, with him through the righteousness of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. That righteousness is, again, it's the same word for justification. Justification is just as it never happened. The nature of sin, Brother George, that you and I were conceived in, Jesus, Paul, uh, Paul is saying right here, he was raised for our justification, just like it never happened. We were benefactors to sin. It wasn't something we chose. It was something we were made. We were conceived in sin. Why? Because God created everything after its own kind. Now, God didn't create man to be a sinner. God created man to live by faith, to live as the righteousness of God. So what did God do? He became man in the likeness of flesh and was raised up. He was delivered for our offense. In other words, what does the word that brings us, bring us to the point of what redemption means? Redemption is a threefold meaning word. Number one, and I think I will try to pronounce these these Greek names don't hold me to them. The first name is Agazro. Don't ask me to spell that. Number two, ex Agazro. And number three, Lutus. That's L U T R O O. That's the last one. It's a threefold meaning. The first one, Agazro, means that you and I were sold on the slave market called sin. Adam did that. That's called high treason. We were all sold up on the slave market called sin. So you and I were through our legality with, uh, with, with the first Adam. 
Notice this, we took up on that nature because the life that was in him was, notice this, we are all feeding from that because that's how God created all things, right? Like, you know, in Hebrews, I mean, not in Hebrews, in Genesis 1, when God spoke to, and I think it's verse uh, 10, when God said, let the earth bring forth grass, herb, yielding seed. Uh, whose fruit trees is what? In itself. And then verse 11 says what? And the earth brought forth what? Grass, fruit trees, whose yielding fruit in itself after its kind. Then God said in verse 26, let us, we don't have to go there because we, 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 we talked about these scriptures. Genesis 1, 26 says, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. That's what you're in. That's the purpose of the new birth. That's the purpose of your justification, your and mine justification. The purpose of our justification is to get back where God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So the purpose of your new creation is so that you can go back to Genesis chapter 1 and 2 and live out of it. Doing what? Calling those things that be not as though they were. Things are not going to change because you cry. Hmm? They're not going to change because you're upset. They're not going to change because you cry out to God. The same thing like God told Moses. Why are you crying to me? Take that rod that's in your hand that I gave you and, and speak to that sea. Right? Well, it's the same thing God is saying to you and I today in Christ. Why are you crying to me? I redeem you. You are no longer under that slave market. You no longer need a tutor, someone to guide you, someone to teach. No, no, no. You are, notice it, you have been redeemed. Hallelujah. Boy, that's worth y'all coming here tonight. Man, we can go home and eat some good red beans and rice with a little pigtails, boy, mustard greens, a little sweet potato, cup of Kool-Aid. That's how we lived. That's how we rode when we was young. Boy, you can't tell me that's not good eating. <laughs> Y'all laughing at folks. Y'all don't know nothing about that. That's South Baton Rouge. That's a South Baton Rouge meal, that boy. So notice it. He said, who was delivered up for our offenses, right? So the first thing that we were what? Sold under sin. Notice it. The slave market, right? Called sin. Number two, a ransom had to be made. That's ex agazra, meaning a ransom. What was the ransom? It wasn't money. Hmm? The ransom was his blood. The ransom was himself. And this ransom was not something that the devil itself required. It was what God himself required for our freedom, for our liberty. So therefore he knew, he, as the scripture said, God looked for a man and couldn't find no one. So what he did, he himself became a man. And said, I will go because I love you. You had nothing to do with this 
criteria that you're, that you're in, this crisis that you're in. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to set you free, but you're going to have to do it by faith. You're going to have to do it because you believe in me and you desire to live for me. I mean, he did it in a manner whereas you're not robots. You're not pushed in a corner and say, you're going to do this. No, he gave you the opportunity to say, I choose this. I desire to live for God. And these spiritual truths will begin to enlighten you in your soulish man. That's the ground of your heart. It has to enlighten. It has to germinate with your heart. These truths. Are you getting this? Watch this. <clears throat> so he said, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. So that means if he was raised up, that means the ransom was paid. Three days later, he was raised out of hell by the glory of the Father through the Holy Ghost. And then the last part of your redemption is called Lutris, and which means you have been freed. That's why we make that confession. That we are the redeemed of the Lord, whom the Lord has made set free. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Why? Because you are no longer bound. Your freedom is in Christ. Your liberty is in Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? That's your liberty. Your liberty now is in Christ. That means what I was, what I went through, how I went through it, who I went through it with is irrelevant. Because of the blood. That blood was not the blood of an animal that made a substitute, that made a sacrificial substitute that was a type, a shadow of our freedom. No, this was God's blood himself mm. that set you and I, the captive, free. Amen? And you have to see yourself free in him. Okay? Any questions on this that we're talking about thus far? All right. Okay. <clears throat> okay, Casey, go to next verse, chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being what? Justified. Everybody say justified. Because that's what you are now. You're justified. You have been declared righteous. So therefore, now that Jesus has been raised Again, from the dead for you and I, you and I can never be charged with the same crime again. And that's what the devil is beating the church over the head with. Every time you sin, oh, you got to go back to the altar. You got you to get saved all over again. You got to go through the process of getting saved, getting water baptized, you have to go through the process of, you know, all these different rituals or whatnot, and that's man-made. <clears throat> that's the same thing that the church, the Jewish church, wanted to do when Paul stepped in. In the 15th chapter of the book of Acts, Paul called Peter on the carpet. In other words, he said, how, do, how, how come we want to put this yoke up around their neck when we ourselves, being Jews, could not carry this? 
No, your freedom is in him. Do we need to repent? Yes, but our repentance is not coming forth out of, our, out of our spirit. Your repentance is coming forth out of your ignorance in your soulless man. That's where the babyhood is. Okay? Let, let, let's put this up for a moment, Casey. Uh, we'll try to come back to this. Hebrews chapter 5, and look at verse, let's start at verse 11, I think. Hebrews chapter 5, and notice here in verse 11, it said, Of whom we have many things to say. <coughs> Excuse me. And hard to be uttered. Watch this. Why, why hard to be uttered? Seeing that you are what? Dull. Of hearing. That means dull of understanding. Are you getting what I'm saying here? And this is where the begin, the, 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 sad to say, but a large portion of the body of Christ, this is where we are. We are, it's hard to utter uh, things to you about the kingdom of God. Why? Because of your hearing. Seeing you are dull of hearing Dull of understanding these spiritual truths. It's a mystery. Not to you, but it's a mystery to the world because why? Only those who are born of God can comprehend. The wisdom of God through the Holy Ghost, he's the one that's put in trust, put in charge to release the wisdom of God, the divine understanding about these spiritual truths. Man can't give it to you. Religion can't do I don't care what school of theology you go to. There's a lot of school of theology. Hmm? And I'm telling you, they are just as off as boo-boo the fool. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Watch this. <clears throat> no, uh, number two. Uh, verse 12. For when, watch this. For when... For the time, ye ought to be what? Teachers. We still got people in the body of Christ that's been saved 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Still babies. You have need that someone, that one teach you again. Which be the first principle of the oracles of God. And many people don't know them. This plan of redemption that we're talking to you about, your identity, who you are in Christ, the baptisms that are in Christ, the laying on of hand, uh, being, you know, faith from uh, uh, towards God, and then uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, being delivered from uh, doctrines of devils, doctrines of men. These are the oracles of God which are listed in Hebrews chapter 6. Okay? But notice this. <clears throat> he said, for when you were, for when the time that for the time that you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God. And become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Strong meat will be solid food. Solid food belongs to those of us who are spiritually mature. 
So if you if there is a graduation, a spiritual graduation, it will be from babyhood to spiritual adults. Okay? If I could use that term. If there is a graduation. Now you never graduate from the truth. But if there is a graduation spiritually, you are graduated from baby food, babyhood to adult. Not in your spirit, <clears throat> but in your soul, in your understanding. Can y'all see that? So we all, when we got born again, we were all born, notice this, have need, the sincere of milk, of the word. Just like a baby when it's born. A baby doesn't desire a steak. I don't care how much you pay for it. I don't care how tender it is. They can't eat that. They desire for that. They don't want that. They'll look at that and they'll turn away. You ever had a seen a baby do that? But put him on that mother's breast. Got to almost pull that joke off of that. Right? Why? Because that's his desire. God put that in that child. It knows what it's supposed to have at, you know, in a different season. Now, the time going to come that that child goes from babyhood to adolescent to adult. Now, you take that same child and try to put that, put that breath on. Uh-huh. Is that right? <laughs> He's going to want what? Steak and potatoes. Is that right? Why? Because that's the way God created us. Well, it's the same principle in the realm of the spirit. When you get born again, you desire the you desire the sincere milk of the word. That's the reason why sometimes you say, "Man, I go places they just they teach things that's so far over your head, this and that," because you don't belong there. God didn't call you there. You're not ready for that. It will hurt you. Hmm? But when you get the, but when you notice this, see, you don't, you, you, you don't, you don't say, well, I've, I've grown enough to eat this. No, 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 no. It's the Holy Ghost that does the promotion. Because he's the one that is entrusted with God's goods. To do what? To release them unto you and I in the proper timing and proper seasoning of our lives. So God knows what he's doing when he instructs us, when he leads us, when he guides us in the place where he needs us to be. And I know there are times in your season as you grow, well, I need more, I need more. No, you don't. The Holy Ghost will let you know. He'll bring you to that place. You know, I used to, I'm trying to find this movie again. If I do, we had this movie, but it's like every time you move, uh, whatever you have, you know, save in your DVR, with, uh, uh, I was going to say with, R, with RTC, what is it, RCR, no, what is it, what is it, what is it, who we have? Direct TV. <laughs> yeah, we got direct. Yeah. <laughs> RCA. They don't make them TV no more, huh? <laughs> boy, that was a good TV, boy. <laughs> but when you move, you lose 
was on the DVR. One of the things that I had on the DVR was the last bricklayer. The, the man that was, I think it was called, my wife can tell me if she was in here, the last bricklayer. In other words, uh, this was uh, uh, Sidney Poitier. He was, <clears throat> he made brick by hand. And and uh, the, the 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 he knew he the purpose I'm telling you this he was able to make brick and he put it in the fire and they'll look at it and say is it ready? See, I'm just saying this. Use this as a mean. Now, Sidney Poitier is not the Holy Ghost, but just to show you how this worked because of his experience. Because of how long he done this, he was able to tell you, they say, he'll look in that fire, look up in that. Is, the, is it ready? And he can look all the way back as far as many bricks he got in there. And he can tell you whether that brick is ready or not. It has a certain cure. It has a certain sound he could hear. It has a certain look. If y'all ever find that movie, y'all need to look at that movie. The Last Brick Maker, that's what it was. That's an that's a awesome movie. I'm just waiting for him to bring it back on TV so I can put it in my DVR again. See, it has meaning. My point is, is that it's the same as the Holy Ghost. He knows when you're ready. There are times you get frustrated. There are times you become agitated. At times, you just don't know whether, you know, you're making contact with God. You just don't even know whether God is listening to you. He's listening, but he's growing you up. Huh? It's like a mother with a child or a father. It's, you know, they grow, letting you grow up. You know, the first, time, <clears throat> the first child you have, if any of you ever had, ever had more than one child, you know, you, you was overprotected with that child. If it fell down, oh, it broke your heart. If they cry, it's just like, and don't let them uh, 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 skin their knee. Oh, my baby, my baby. Huh? But when they have the next one, oh, he'll be all right. <laughs> don't have three. Oh, Jesus. Go get your brother over there. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> what happened? You got experience. You understand. Development took place that you understand that this is the process that this child must go through if it's going to walk. If it's going to be, you know, independent of his own, of taking care of himself. Well, the Holy Spirit knows. And this is why he said, go, go to the next verse, Casey. He said, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful. That means you're undeveloped. You, you, you're not ready for anything. That's not, a, that's not a letdown. When I first used to read that, it was just like, oh, my God. What are you trying to say? I'm ignorant now? No. It's just, we, that's why I'm giving you this illustration about a natural child, natural born baby, because you can understand the, pre, the concept. Well, the principle is the same right here. We are babies in our soulless man. Why? Because we got laws. We already got our own way in there. And there's some stinky ways. Some of them good. 
but most of them, they are self-righteous. They have to benefit us. To, you know, we have, in order to do it, we have to see the benefit of it benefiting us. And if it don't benefit us, mm-mm. Well, see, that word, that word will, that is telling you you're unskillful, you're selfish, you're undeveloped. That's not a bad thing. That just means you don't, the potential is there, but you hadn't, you need someone to teach you so that you could be strengthened, so that you can develop and walk in solid food or solid meat. Can you understand that? So he said, for everyone that uses milk, it's what? Unskillful. Notice what he said. In what? In the word of what? Righteousness. Yes, I'm the righteousness of God by faith. But I'm unskilled in how to walk in there until someone does what? Teach me, and I was so happy for a great foundation teaching in my early, early years as being a believer. I was, I'm so grateful because I look back now <clears throat> over 43 years ago. Plus, I look back now and you look at right now, it's just like some people don't even understand their redemption. They don't even understand what it means to be born again. To have, you, you no longer have two nature. You have the nature of God since you're born again. Some people don't even understand the term, the terminology of spiritual death and spiritual life. They can't, they can't distinguish the two. They can't tell you one from the other. They don't even know how that fun. As a believer, they made Jesus the Lord of their life. But they have no understanding and so when, when you lack understanding, that's what causes you and I to go back living a loose life as though you're not born again. Your speech is loose. Your behavior is loose. You, you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because you hadn't been in a class where you could be spiritually taught so that you could become skillful. So that you can become developed. So that why? The purpose of being skillful and developed, whereas the Holy Spirit is bringing you from faith to faith, from faith to faith, where until you get to that certain place that the Father say, the Holy Spirit has brought you to a place that the Father say, now for this purpose were you born. I could only use this many, many years ago in hearing uh, Brother Kenneth E. Hagan when I used to sit up under him. That was one of my teachers. And after 12 years of being in the ministry, God told him, uh, no, being 12 years of being a pastor, God told him, this is the first phase of your ministry. Now, he's been in the ministry pastor for 12 years and the spirit of God tells him that his ministry is changing from pastoring to field ministry, meaning traveling teacher. He said this is the first phase of your ministry. That means the 12 years of pastoring and everything else you've done that was preparation. In, in essence God didn't call him the pastor no way. 
but God used it for his good. Training. There are many people in different offices in the body of Christ. They are not called to be a pastor. They are not called to be an apostle. That's the hot ticket today. Apostle so-and-so. Prophet so-and-so. You know. I'm not against that because I wear those tights, but I don't wear those tights just saying, you know, when you, when it, if you meet me, Apostle Ty more. <laughs> like, I need somebody to, you know, I want you to know this so you can address me like that. No, that's overrated. There's a fruit that goes with that. There's a life that goes with that. So you want to you, you, you you be very careful about these titles. Hmm? Trust me. You want to be very mindful. Because until you grow up and develop in that place where the Spirit of God can bring you before the Father, and the Father said, okay, now that you've been approved, now that you have been examined, now that you have been scrutinized by me to make sure that you don't quit, to make sure that you don't cave in, to make sure that you don't leave your post. For this purpose where you call. <clears throat> and the Lord told Brother Hagen in a vision, he said, many of my children never entered into the first phase. Never. Think about that for a moment. Why? Because we won't take time and allow him. Notice what he said. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Notice it, what you're unskilled in. You're unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. That's not a bad thing. It's just telling you that this is where we are now, but this is why it is important that the Holy Spirit place you in the body of Christ where he needs you to be so that he can grow you, he can develop you, and so he can bring you to that adulthood. Okay? And finally on this, the next verse, Casey. He said, but strong meat belongeth to them that are what? Of full age. Whoa. You see that? Strong meat, all solid meat, it belongs to those that are full age. Full age meat, you have come to, a, you have reached a place of maturity. You no longer desire the sincere milk of the word. You are ready for purpose. You are ready for God to begin to be me. Uh, teach you about some things that he desires of you because now you're not looking for a feeling. You're not looking for someone to hold you up. You're not looking for someone just to encourage you along the way. You know my ways. Now you understand. I have brought you to a place that whereas you can trust me. You understand me. You know me. A lot of believers don't know God. We always ask him, how do I know this is the will of God? How do I know this is God? <clears throat> I've been hearing that all my Christian life. Why? Because we have, we have made the will of God 
are knowing God by feeling. God is not a feeling. God is spirit. And they that worship him must do it in spirit and in truth. The worship is not you hearing music. It's okay. The worship is all about you and I understanding the fellowship, the relationship that we have with him. So if I'm going to worship God, I'm going to worship him, what, in spirit, because I'm spirit to spirit, and in what? True, because he is true. I receive that true. So that means when I act on the word of God concerning healing, concerning forgiveness of sin, concerning my walking in my total redemption, uh, whatever it may be, Understanding the baptism, water baptism, the Holy Ghost, you know, being Holy Ghost baptized. You follow what I'm saying? You know, or the laying on of hand. When you understand that, notice this. <clears throat> he said, you, he said, strong meat belongs to those of full age. When you understand those characteristics, you no longer need a feeling. You no longer need someone to hold you up. You know, as a child, you know, the parent or the guardian do what? They hold them up, right? And boy, we get so excited when we see that first step, right? Well, that child need that. But as we grow in God, then guess what? Now the Lord puts you in a place where you know me. You know my characteristics. You know how I talk to you. You know how I lead you. He don't ever change that from you. He is the same what he is today. He will be tomorrow and he will be forever. He doesn't change with you. Stop trying to know God the way somebody else knows. I'm going to say that again. Stop trying to know God the way somebody else knows. Are you understand what I'm saying here? And, you know, I mean... Just stop it and stop trying to get approval from other people to be accepted by God. Uh, just stop it. This is where if there's ever a place for you to fall off on the edge, these two will be. God has already destined his ways for you. I'm going to close with this because I can't go any further. In case you go to, what is that, Psalm 139? Look at verse 2 and 3 and then look at verse 16. And put this in the NLT. This is David. I found this so amazing, these scriptures. He said, you know when I sit down or stand up. That means he know it before you even do it. You know my thoughts. Even when I am far away. When I'm crazy as a cuckoo bird. Huh? He said, I know. Next verse, case. You see me. When I travel and when I rest at home, 
You know everything I do. He know Bobby gonna go get that 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 whopper. He know it <laughs> before Bobby know it. <laughs> All right, drop down to verse sixteen, Casey. Let's see. Go to verse fourteen. Go to verse fourteen, and we'll go through verse sixteen. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Whoa. And you're trying to get somebody else to approve you. You're trying to get somebody else approval. Did they not you? And you are not them. There's something God put in you to make you like you are. Get rid, I mean, just rest in it. When you can accept who God made, how he made you, and what he made you, you're going to be fine. The other people, you may look like a little off. But hey, never mind them. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Hallelujah. God spent wonderful time creating you. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. Do you understand what that means? Before you, 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 you wouldn't even, you, you didn't even have a thought. Huh? You watched me as I was being formed in other seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. God was bringing purpose. When conception was made, he had already had you set aside. And when, and when time came, he was wooing that purpose of what he destined for you to do and for who you to be before you ever recognize it. This is scripture going to get you right here. You saw me before I was... Oh, before I was what? Wow. And here you trying to go to somebody else to get approval. And God is saying, they don't know, fool. Come to me. <laughs> he said, notice it. I saw, he said, you saw me before I was born. I hear baby. Huh? Who's a baby? Who had a baby? Oh. Oh. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. What? Did you hear that page? Every day of your life was recorded in his book. That means God knows when you were going to be born here. He know when you're going to die. Boy, look. Now you talk about make you think. That make you think right there. And every moment was laid out before a single day passed. Did you hear that? Every moment of your life was laid out 
before your parent ever thought about coming to bring you into the world. So your world may not look too good at this moment. Just hold on. When you know God, he got a good plan for you. And whatever you're suffering, whatever you're going through, you better know that the Holy Ghost is working in overdrive to get you to see God, to get you to understand the mission that God has for your life. But you got to stop putting so much faith and trust in other people. And allowing them to determine your lot. They don't know. Unless the spirit of God speak. But God is not in the business of putting your business out before somebody else didn't tell them about you. Before you know about yourself. Well that's prophet so and so. That's apostle so and so. You know. and No. Familiar spirits can work through prophets and apostles. <laughs> well, that's all we have for you tonight. <laughs> I hate to cut it off right there, but that's all we have for you tonight. Did you learn anything tonight? 